was about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. Welcome to Far Off Topic, episode 20. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones, and with me today is Wee. When QAnon first broke onto the scene, no one could predict that it would become a pillar of contemporary conspiracy lore. But three years since the storm arrived on the shores of normalcy, it's still making a mess of things. What is it about the Q formula that is so provocative to our current age, and why is it so confounding? Recently, a series of videos from the past year or so have been gaining traction within conspiracy circles. It's a 10-part series enigmatically titled Fall of Cabal. Why is this video of foundational QAnon talking points arousing so much interest so long after its debut? On this episode, we set out to discover the answer to that question, as well as just what is Fall of Cabal? Also, is there anything in there that might show us a possible means toward uniting the fractured fringe of communities? And if the world wasn't strange enough, is it possible that Denise Richards of the Real Housewives and Starship Troopers fame may have stumbled onto the cure of cures? According to her and her husband, they've discovered a super cure, and Big Pharma does not want them to talk about it. That's where we come in. Far Off Topic will help spread the word at the end of the show. With that said, Tiwi, how is life? Life is pretty all right. I mean... I saw that you, a coyote had intruded itself into your uh, backyard. We did have a coyote. I'm pretty sure that coyote just like lives in our backyard because he, Kevin said when I showed him the video, he's like, oh yeah, I saw him this morning. I mean, and I actually don't know the coyote's gender, so I shouldn't assume. But no. uh, <laughs> or if it, if it identifies as anything. It could, they, them. It could be a they, them coyote. Um, well, we saw them that, or he saw them that morning and then I saw them. Later in the afternoon, coyotes seemed pretty chill, just kind of trotted away. So, yeah. And then I actually sent it to my neighbors, and one of them, who's a veterinarian, wrote back and said that the coyote looked very healthy. That's good. It's probably living on a diet of cats and small dogs. It probably is. You know what it won't be living off of is my child. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you and your shotgun say. Mm -hmm. Um I am looking forward to traveling to Jacksonville next week. Uh, as actually next Monday, probably. That sounds like a really this... bad idea. <laughs> Why are you going to Florida? <laughs> right, exactly. Why? <laughs> uh, just because uh, work wants me to go there, and uh, we're essentially saving um, the psyche of America there with sport. So you know that's what that's what America needs right now. Is they need some sports. Yeah, that's <sighs> what I'm going to do. Um, and then, as we're putting this show together. You, this whole thing about pandemic exploded, and I felt like we're missing out on a big moment here. But I feel like Fall of Cabal is actually tied in in a certain way with pandemic. They're all very, very similar. They're all like weirdly anti-vaccination, anti-big pharma, anti-elite, um, anti-intellectualism, <laughs> anti-truth. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> It really, really makes you wonder what they're actually for. Uh, but, you know, I guess Trump, just Messiah Trump. I think this pandemic one, though, that it seems to have hit really big at a very interesting time, considering it has Fauci kind of centered in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't help but think, like, not that it's, like, super high budget, because it's definitely not, but 
I just can't help but think that there's some uh, helpful funding maybe coming their way. Maybe, the timing maybe. Seems, seems a little weird. You would you would be surprised at how little actual money it would take to do, uh, you know, a, a kind of a shoestring documentary. So, well, I mean, let's make one you. then, and let's get some good conspiracies going. <laughs> let's just uh, attack someone. Wait, that, just, yeah, let's get the chronomachy going. Uh, last little point of, uh, I guess, news is that Roy died today. Roy of Siegfried and Roy, Roy Horn of Siegfried and Roy fame, died at seventy five. He was mauled by a tiger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it was not the sequel of the tiger mauling. Oh, okay. It was, this time it was the, our, the everyone's tiger. The, the tiger that's mauling everybody right now. Yeah. Coronavirus. I don't know if that counts as our celebrity death, but... Uh, it does not. I'm going to actually go on the record and say that that does not count as the celebrity death. Because if that counts as the celebrity death... Here in that, Vegas, that, that counts. It, maybe here in there. Vegas, that's big news. Yeah, I mean, that's like... I don't want to mock people that died. I'm going to leave. I know. It's a little too silly to be like making fun of him and his lustrous career. It's sad. No, it's sad. I mean, it's sad when anybody dies from this horrible, like, I guess it's a disease, horrible disease that is just being poorly mismanaged and they probably don't need to die, you know? Probably not. Probably not. All right. Well, let's turn our attention to the earthly labyrinthine realm of deceit betrayal and secret packs as we open ourselves to that paranoid style it's a socialist taking over our country the erosion of morality in the country that's a love white coloring a tasteful thickness on it oh my god it even has a watermark i love my country back from the firmament of the conspiracy we were delivered this beautiful gem of convoluted thinking and rootless narrative just the other day for whatever reason this 10-part docuseries from youtube titled the fall of cabal has been chewing up screen time of many a quarantine conspiracist so naturally we had to find out for ourselves what all the fuss was about and now so will you We'll start off with a little quick clip. We are about to witness one of the greatest events in human history. The world as we know it is crumbling before our very eyes, and the majority of the world population is not aware of it. Power structures that have been in place for thousands of years are taken down as we speak. Soon we'll be shown evidence of an elite plan, so evil, so all-encompassing that people will be shocked to the core. Fall of Cabal is a project created by Janet Osbard. Uh, she would pronounce it differently, but it's pretty much spelled Osbard. From the Netherlands. Uh, she is a self-described crop circle researcher with 24 years experience. And based on a survey of her YouTube content, she is really into UFOs. The series can broadly be described as a collection of old and familiar conspiracy tropes. The only real modification is that these are now chained together under the larger QAnon oeuvre. And I should probably blame this on you. How did you find this treasure since you kind of brought this into my fold here? So I'm in this, I think I've mentioned that I'm in some Real Housewives um, groups online. And the gift that that keeps on giving Real Housewives. (laughs) And I think somebody asked, like, hey, what's what terrible conspiracy theories have you been hearing lately? Because I think the coronavirus stay at home has really just churned out a lot of <laughs> really meaty conspiracy, like a lot more than normal, I think. Um, and 
someone mentioned this fall of cabal rabbit hole that they fell into and that it was like a lot of content and kind of overwhelming and that they just wanted to like shoot themselves after it. So obviously I was like, ooh, let's look into this because I had never heard of it, but it has a nice sound. It When you sent it to me, I thought it was going to be very novel. I honestly thought it was gonna like, because the name alone uh, it evokes... Name. Some very, you know, like, wow, where are they going? Fall of Cabal. It sounds like a band name, really. <laughs> right, it does. I think that's why I like it. I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to go see Fall of Cabal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, instead, uh, it is a, I don't know, it's a pretty standard. Uh, basically, the way I would describe it is the first two thirds play out as a greatest hits of the 20th and 21st century political conspiracy theories. Uh, one could think of the majority of these conspiracy ideas as being equivalent to Bigfoot, Bermuda Triangle, and UFO lore if you were thinking about these in paranormal circles. Uh, they've been around so long, we assume, there just has to be something to them. It has old favorites like water fluoridation, the illegality of the Federal Reserve and the shenanigans of 1920s robber barons and their familial empires all make appearances. But if there is a distinction that sets Q conspiracies apart from vanilla paranoid political thinking, it's the heavy lean on satanic ritual abuse, tropes and the preternatural genius of Trump and his regime to the extent that he is essentially Messiah Trump. Um, it's weird. How much did I know? How much did you know about Q conspiracies before this documentary? I mean, I knew that it existed, but I don't actually know much about QAnon. I mean, the thing is, is I'm not really a big conspiracy person. Although I will say, you mentioned water fluoridation. I am anti-fluoridation <laughs> because I mean, I have to have. A toe in here, right? Um, right. I don't like water fluoridation. But that also, I, you know, I have great teeth, so what can I say? Right. Uh, what did we call those in the last episode? Like, um, uh, outsider theories? Outsider um, theories, yeah. If the water fluoridation thing, though, here's the thing. Water fluoridation, it's, like, really bad for you. It's good for your teeth. And all the dentists will tell you... It's only good externally for your teeth. They like it because it like washes your teeth, not because you ingest it. You're not you don't need to ingest fluoride. If fluoride's bad for your brain. Well, there you go. And vaccines kill children. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> there we go, folks. There we go. Oh, Reel it right in. <laughs> no. uh, and that's the thing is that, like, yes, that's why I feel like the ideas of conspiracy theories it, as a label, they're easily, you can just throw them onto anything and you can stop thinking about it. You can be, stop being skeptical. Um, this is a huge tangent, but that's what the show is about is tangents. The, the recent disclosure by the navy of those ufo three ufo videos oh, yeah. that are basically saying yeah these are that these are out there um you know we can't explain them you can call them ufos you whatever they threw them out there and then they say yes they're official and Im immediately you had the the neil degrasse tysons of the world jumping on and just making fun of them and saying oh god if this is the evidence for ufos then you know it's monochrome uh you know, grainy video, then, you know, good luck. Isn't it like a heat sensing, like technology? It's not meant to be like right, a technology <laughs> that looks at like spies into your delicate little IDs or anything. It's just right. For, for any, if anything, it's designed to so that a, a gun can, 
acquire the target and shoot it. Right. You have to really know, like, see a it's lot of it. trying to read its um, ID. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but th- another guy commented on these kind of, like, threads saying, here's the thing. Like, we can make fun of these things all we want, and there's probably some reason to make fun of them, or at least to be very skeptical about it. Overall, we now have something. We have this kind of evidence out there um, that we, you know, now we can investigate something. Now we can actually look into it because we don't know what it is. I mean, you can, Neil deGrasse Tyson has a guess and so does everyone else. Doesn't necessarily mean it's UFOs, you know, like that might be a a really long walk to get to UFOs. But it is, I mean, from what the pilots are saying, it's it's a very peculiar phenomenon that people really don't have an answer for. So I don't know. And when you start talking about some of these conspiracy theories it's when you say conspiracy theory over things you don't have to think anymore you can just say oh it's a conspiracy theory and you just walk away um so when you hear like i even i've done some reading on water fluoridation and i was kind of taken aback by how how so many people do say like oh no yeah with it maybe back in the 50s (laughs) or whatever we don't need it it. (laughs) right but now it's just like completely unnecessary yeah i I never and that's the thing i never would even like looked into that or I don't care about it if I just didn't have like a, a small interest in conspiracy theories as a, as a whole as a broad point of interest and I'm not I don't think I mean my interest in like water fluoridation and like some vaccines has nothing to do with conspiracy theories I just like to read about things that we're ingesting I'm I've kind of like I have an interest I guess in sort of like health research and not from YouTube. So I actually like read some of the publications that said that, you know, fluoride added to the waters was like revolutionary in the 50s and it helped with teeth and at the time, you know, helping people's teeth get better and it was like it changed the whole world of like dental, I don't know, progression or something with your teeth. But at this point, we just don't need it cuz we have fluoride in our toothpaste, which is actually really where it needs to be you don't need to ingest it and it does lower your intelligence by like they say possibly one point what that means who knows (laughs) right but i would like Uh, to keep the point if i can (laughs) yeah exactly and it is interesting too i mean we're going off on a long tangent here but on fluoridation but how many other practices from the 1950s do we actually keep up with like when when they were especially like when like kind of like you know smogging entire neighborhoods to get rid of mosquitoes full of like these deadly toxic chemicals we stopped doing that we stopped putting uh you know lead in our gas you know why why hold on to this one little this little uh fossil from the 1950s you know idea wise it doesn't i think we can stop it it'd be nice to just you know get rid of that i think most people buy toothpaste with fluoride i think we're good all right i do too (laughs) all right so look at that we got a little nugget of water fluoridation uh (laughs) who was expecting that so let's dive into the more interesting confounding and, and plain far off weirdness that is fall of cabal This documentary was made to help you deal with what's coming. Is it a good thing? Oh, yes. It's the best thing that could possibly happen to us. To start, the entire doc runs about three hours. So we are not going to go point for point recounting all of Ospar's claims. Uh, Rather, we're going to use this time to give a general survey of each chapter. Uh, we'll discuss some of the stronger standout claims as well as items that just couldn't be ignored. With that said, we will be glossing over the majority of what is brought up in the full talk. So I encourage anyone who is curious to check out the video for yourself. Um, if anything, just to, you know, gird Should yourself we encourage in insanity. This? <laughs> 
Sure, why not? I think okay. you should know. You should. Everyone should know either what they're against or what they're for. Because right. um, I mean, I, I think I'm better off after watching it because it just provoked a bunch of like questions. Maybe not even some questions she was <laughs> anticipating. But yeah, either way, I will be including links in our show notes. Plus, uh, I will be cross-posting the video on our YouTube channel for anyone to. I don't know, maybe watch along with the show. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, now, uh, let's dig in. So, uh, obviously, episodes one and two, honestly, I feel like it's just boilerplate. It's uh, just going through that. Now, you. <laughs> this is the problem. Didn't you just watch the one episode? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, uh, so I don't even I guess. know if it's like a full episode because if it's three hours, I don't know. It was like twenty minutes or something, maybe. Yeah, they're each like twenty minutes, yeah. ten, or they're about like ten minutes each. Yeah, if, I watched the first one where everything's like the things that make her go hmm, and then she right. lists like all this random crap that just—I mean, it doesn't make some of it does not make me go hmm. And well, honestly, the the biggest fault of episodes one and two. Are that she just introduces an idea and then moves on. She's like, isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? Yeah. Um, she starts off with wildfires. She moves on to oh, yeah. vaccines. <laughs> then she goes to chemtrails. Mind you, she doesn't try to even explain what they have to do with anything. Then she goes to organ transplants. And uh, then it's uh, the Vatican reptilian conspiracy. That's all within the, in the, within the first four minutes of yeah. the doc <laughs> of episode one. And then it goes on and on and on and on. I have tons of bookmarks on this thing. Why do Hollywood celebrities promote the use of facial creams containing the foreskin of baby boys? Do you realize that these foreskins are actually sold? That it's a trade? What's next? Drinking baby blood? Episodes one and two really are just kind of a mishmash of conspiracy tropes that are have been around for ages. She brings up the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds as being the ultimate moneyed aristocracy that are there basically pulling the strings and everything. You could even look at a brief rundown of Forbes' top most wealthiest families. Rockefeller doesn't even show up like until like <laughs> like way in the middle. But when yeah. you're talking about the most wealthy, that doesn't even include the royal families. You know, the, these are just family wealth. And Rockefeller's family wealth is still tiny compared to the the top people, you know. Um, so that they, it just shows how kind of old these conspiracies are. The estimated net worth of the Rothschild family is five hundred billion dollars. When you have that much money and power, you can poke the chest of the Crown Prince of Great Britain like he's your bitch. But moving on to part three, the alien invasion. Um, she's basically saying the migrant caravans are just staged with actors that are all, all paid for by George Soros, and they're designed to basically pad the Democrats, um, you know, electoral. How margin. does it help us? Like, I don't see how this helps anybody because it reveals that Trump is a piece of shit. That it shows that they actually don't care about people. Like, how is that like a big master plan? Well, I think her contention is that is that uh, all brown people vote Democrat, so 
by having more brown people come in, she's assuming they're here for the Democrats. I think that's, I mean, there, again, it's, there's this nice racist dog oh whistle God, in there of like, they, they must yeah. be here. They must be here for the, the DNC um, because they're brown. So they're coming here um, to vote? Ugh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, her, that's her. And they're getting paid for by George Soros, who's apparently has limitless funds and doesn't really mesh with his original. Uh, she accuses him of uh, getting rich and not caring about how he gets rich. But now he also has this kind of weird leftward bent that, you know, he, he wants to put all the money that he greedily has stolen into these causes, these political causes um, to help brown people and poor people. And, you know, Black Lives Matter, she says, and Antifa. This is another opportunity where she could have broadened it out to something that actually is real called astroturfing you know like do rich people and you know these uh, PACs and other organizations do they hire people to show up at rallies to fill out the ranks yes it's it's true some actual full-on PACs are paid for by whole like whole industries like the oil industry and mm-hmm. um it, it's we know this is a real thing it's a real thing and it is corrupting our nation um but it's not a left right you know dichotomy it's it's the whole system it's, yeah it's everybody the dnc and the rnc and all the hangers on that care about and are invested in the system that they're propping up they're all doing whatever they can to stay in power and that includes paying people off uh she wraps that that part up with trump's sex trafficking record um saying that he the reason why he is uh kind of the messiah is that he's going after the sex traffickers which that one i don't get because he's like actually accused of like having sex with a teenage girl like multiple times and he was a friend with epstein so right it's again one of these things where why are they picking this one narrow telling of the truth their version of the truth why does that have to include such a really bad like it's anchor like so point patently false <laughs> right i mean he he could he I mean he was li- literally cheating on his wife when she's having a baby with a porn star i mean <laughs> yeah like he's right. cheated on all of them and like doesn't he was like in playboy magazine multiple times just bragging about disgusting he's a gross sexual deviant and he he like lust after his own daughter Oh, yeah. I don't know. He's just <laughs> disgusting. Like, how can you right. possibly say he's a champion for like protecting the children? It becomes more apparent why or how they can believe these things because their boundaries to 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 belief are limitless. Because um, they believe once it get once you get to the higher thresholds, it feels like it's kind of like like Scientology. The more you learn about what's truly ticking, you're like, holy shit. This is absolutely stupid, um, <laughs> but it's fascinating on a just a human level of. Uh, we'll get to there. We'll get to I that. Mean, but you probably like, yeah, don't so, get here like overnight. Like, I mean, that's the thing is the QAnon thing is a drip drip. They call them Q, Q crumbs, and they are literally just these ciphers that they he puts out there, and uh, you're just. You just figure them out. And the, the examples she's included are mind-boggling. <laughs> like, how, like, how'd you get there? How, how does this mean that? Hume made predictions of events that we, the people, could never have foreseen. Let me give you a few examples. In the middle of a press conference in November 2017, Trump stopped a few times to take a sip of water from a small plastic bottle. It seemed weird, completely overdone. 
He repeated this a month later in the middle of a talk about national security. He held the glass with two hands like a child. The mainstream media went hysterical, claiming the president was either retarded or suffering from some degenerative disease. The Yunnans, however, knew immediately that he was pointing out something. The water bottle contained Fiji water. Fiji water is bottled on the Isle of Wakanda. In 1973, Wakanda was bought by a Canadian businessman, David Gilmore. In 1996, he founded Fiji Waters. In 2016, Claire Bronfman, heiress to the multi-billion dollar Seagram liquor fortune, bought 80% of Wakanda from Gilmore and financed the setup of Nexium on the island. Exactly, the sex cult run by Keith Renier, who branded his initial into the women that he kept on the island as sex slaves. Arrests were made, and in April 2019, Renier was found guilty on all charges, including racketeering and sex trafficking. Now, why was the Fiji case so important? Nexium will soon turn out to be just a small fish compared to what's coming. Think crimes against children, sex trafficking, and satanic child sacrifice. In uh, part four, she uh, she talks about uh, the Clinton Foundation again, and but well, the one big thing she kind of reveals is one of these Q crumbs, which is symbolism will be their downfall. Um, this is and, where this is where their this is their downfall. <laughs> it's like nobody's right. doing this, and. Uh, Basically, she's like saying like the, the 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 Democrats and the liberals are so messed up that they leave calling cards on all of their crimes. And if you're just smart enough to decipher them, you can see where the, the liberals are, are being you know evil. And so she has this example from this uh, FBI symbols and logos of actually let me just actually read the actual. It's uh, a uh, January 2007 intelligence bulletin called Symbols and Logos Used by Pedophiles to Identify Sexual Preferences. I cannot figure out if this is a real document. The things that I've looked at say it's probably not because of the links that it offers you to go find its source material are very yeah. vague and not trustworthy. But just as an example of kind of how vague these uh, these symbols are, actually, I'll, I'll play the actual moment here. Uh, here's the clip. The blue triangles identify boy lovers, the pink hearts are for girl lovers, and the butterfly is for child lovers in general. These pedophile logos will indeed be their downfall. They are in plain sight, for they never thought people would wake up and see. And just like we saw with Amber Alert, it's the organizations that claim to protect children that actually use pedophile logos. So uh, when she's saying they're in plain sight, um, yeah. she's going to the International Adoption Clinic. And in, the heart is a heart within a heart. It's a pretty basic symbol. Um, so she's basically saying that the International Adoption Clinic is a, is a warehouse. Pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a clearinghouse for pedophiles, I guess. I mean, isn't that like a very common nurturing symbol? Yes. I mean, it's like, you know, big hearts and small hearts. Big it's kind heart of like a with parenting. Heart. Yeah. yeah. You, you would think that as a symbol, if, they, if we're talking about symbols, then a big heart and a small heart would be like parenting 
or taking care of something that's innocent, you know? Not that I want to pervert myself with them. No. Um, (laughs) And so the boy, the triangle for the boys is imagine that it's a triangle that's kind of like um, uh, swirling into itself. And uh, it's also, I mean, a common symbol, you know, it's a, it's a, it's just a triangle. It could take a line and make a triangle and a triangle within a triangle. Is this a real document, though? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't tell. Okay. It looks really bad. Everything about it, Steve, sounds like it's bullshit. And that yeah. maybe the FBI did put it together. And this is just like kind God, of that's a, sad. hey, this is something we just... We kind of think this is something that's happening. We can't prove it. You know, it's pretty general, but just keep your eyes open. I feel like context matters. It really does. And that's the one, another one big thing that going through this entire documentary, it shows she has a complete lack of context. Um, She cannot look at art for art's sake, like for for the message that they're trying to say, if if the art is in any way kind of grotesque or um, shocking or seems contradictory to the message that they say, say beautiful things is the title of your art installation, and all it is is pictures of decapitations and the the horrors of war. Um, yeah. She'd be like, oh, my God, this is what they think is beautiful. They think that beautiful things are war. This is what they mean. This is the liberal agenda. They love war so much, they put it on display. That's her translation of art. Not not that not possibly that, oh, we love war so much. These are the beautiful. If this is what you want when you want to rally around the flag in war. These are the, your beautiful things. Look, look and gaze at the at the, the beauty you're causing all across the war. She, so she doesn't understand sarcasm or just any, any kind yeah. of thing like that um she's just it's all face value for her and that's just like a made-up example um but she does actually get into stuff like that in part seven uh which is witches and warlocks um before that um she hits on part five which is all like children um like sex trafficking uh, art again and the symbols and pizza gate i don't want to talk about pizza gate right now just because i feel like we've talked about it in previous episodes part six i think is actually pretty interesting this is what kind of made me think maybe if they had a more honest telling of the story they would be able actually uh, be able to get more people on board and just yeah. have a more of like an honest telling of this. And so media manipulation, oh, the whole part, I'm like, yeah, I agree with this. It's the consolidation of media under you know, essentially four oh, massive yeah. companies. And uh, there were not, you can't necessarily trust the no, mainstream media to give you fair news, um, especially if it's about, I think, economic inequality and things like that. Yeah. I think this is an interesting turning point for the documentary because with that alone, I'm like, holy shit, like, that's a point of agreement. <laughs> Probably get you. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think it is. I think it is like one of those, like, you know, moments. But it did, and it did kind of make me think about uh, is there a way of reaching this side or these two sides? Because I, I don't necessarily think that. I mean, I, I do think this is more of a conservative um, conspiracy, just because mostly because of the Trump thing, but all the immigrant yeah. stuff and the, the satanic ritual abuse stuff. <laughs> if you could just yeah. remove that, and then there's, I think there's still items in there where you could actually um, create a more of an honest conspiracy, which I think maybe that's Q 2.0. So yes, that's that was at part six. I was going to say, well, I don't understand. It's like, why are all these conspiracies so heavily focused on the Democratic wealth 
people. The Republicans have just as many demons. They have some pretty terrible people in their ranks that do pretty horrible things as well. That's where I feel like there's a nugget of, and we'll get to that and a little more of that in part two, that there are nuggets in here where there's points of agreement where I think that you could kind of like if you like if you focused in on those, you might be able to create kind of more of a uh, get people to yeah. come toward a, a more like a political center. Uh, not, I don't even know if that's even just pull them away from the, the phantasmagoria yeah. of the QAnon movement. Really, if it, it just to be able to disabuse them of those myths um, would be, I think, worthy of the evangelism. Yeah. And uh, if Denise Richards doesn't shut her beautiful mouth, Big Pharma's going to give her the Nipsey Hustle treatment, if you know what I mean. Her and her husband say that they have a cure for everything, but they may be silenced before they're able to reveal it to the world. We'll uncover the mystery of what the hell they're talking about at the end of the show. But first, we'll dig into the final mysteries of Fall of Cabal and reveal the secrets behind the Great Awakening and much more after the break. Hello, my name's Ernie. You may remember me from a popular children's show, which, for legal reasons, I'm not allowed to mention. But what you may not have known was my decades-long struggle trying to escape the vile seductions of the satanic ritual underground. For much of my professional life, I was enthralled to the dark covenants and occult practices which have become a mainstay in Hollywood's elite circles. I personally witnessed and performed ritual sacrifice to eldritch gods in the name of unholy liberalism and much, much worse. I've only recently found the courage to turn against this diabolical coven of fame, wealth, and moral relativism through the salvation of Jesus' name and the New Life Millenarian Crucible Church. It's through the church that I was able to see clearly the evils of my former lifestyle and ask for repentance. I wrote this book in hopes of reaching out to my former friend and roommate who's still trapped in the life of sin and backwardness, but also to warn the nation. The satanic ritual underground is real, and it will stop at nothing to sacrifice one of your beloved pets or children to the indescribable monstrous beings that reside just beyond the veil of reality. Only through the power of Christ and the New Life Millenarian Crucible Church can we find salvation and peace from the darkness that wants to devour our souls. So choose life and read my book, the Corner of Sesame and Seed, the true story of Ernie's escape from the satanic ritual underground. We're uh, wrapping this up really quick. Part seven, the witches and warlocks. This is the, the kind of example I was talking about about art. They bring up uh, Marina Abramovich. She is mostly known for these provocative installations. She creates something called spirit cooking, suggestive of cannibalism and blah, blah, blah. Um, of course, Janet, Miss Osbard, 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 Miss Osbard. Yeah. She sees it all as very literal. And so she's, she, she lumps it into this idea of what we covered in the Generation Adrenochrome episode. Oh, okay. um, how this is just a, an example of liberal cannibal culture 
Um, to the extent that she even says, yeah, um, this is where she also brings like all the vegans. (laughs) (laughs) Right. This is kind of a big thing about like how, again, the liberals are infiltrated by devil worshipers. You might also hear the term Luciferians. Um, Ah. She she goes big on the the popes doing the, the devil sign, but it's actually I love you, which I thought that's just sad. Um, that's just one fact that's you can easily. Just, I feel like she's never met somebody who's actually just like a normal, like liberal person. Does she know anybody? Because supposedly she says she was liberal. She she was raised as a, a liberal. No, she wasn't. I call bullshit on that because like there's no way you would believe this stuff. To me, it sounds very much like the the when Pete when a a Christian evangelist will start off by saying, I used to be an atheist, but then... Yeah, it's like, no, because, like, all of her stuff is posited around this sort of, like, Christianity theme. And here's the thing. If you're a liberal that's just, like, an atheist or an agnostic or whatever, you don't posit your entire life around the devil because you don't believe a devil exists. So you're obviously not going to be praying or like sacrificing or having any kind of ritualistic behaviors because that's not your jam your jam is to just exist and like go about your bad life eating probably vegetarian vegan food and you know like cashew cheese you're not gonna sacrifice things to like some statue because I, why would you? You don't even believe that. It's all exists. a front. That's the thing. It's all a front. She she thinks that. Well, maybe not necessarily the the hoi polloi of liberalism, but it is the elites that uh, that that we're all puppets. You know, we all believe in these okay. kind of re- liberal lies. The real truth is that these celebrities and these power brokers. This is what's truly behind everything. That they're actually like killing children and. Drinking adrenochrome and <laughs> worshiping statues of Moloch. Oh, Moloch no. was a Canaanite god from back in the day. You were supposed to throw your children in and burn them. In a detail of, because she says she, she researched this, but in one of her details, she mentions statues of Moloch as a and saying how, it, how it, there's a proliferation of this imagery in liberal, you know, corners of the world. But then she starts showing. Um, statues of Baphomet, which is the if you've ever seen the statue, the satanic churches the statue they've been putting out outside of like state houses and stuff like that that's baphomet um that's not mm. moloch that's not moloch yeah, i mean just say just that that's just kind of ipso facto there and it, it irritated me that she got her history wrong i think she's getting a lot of things wrong here. she is and it's just like kind of a point by point you could just do of each of these details that she gets wrong and it, i feel like it becomes a snowball effect of if you get all these small details wrong how am i supposed to explain to believe you on your big thesis, your big kind of... Um, we don't have to even talk about part eight. Um, she did have a few interesting nuggets that I think are, are definitely worth going back and like checking out maybe some other time um, about the, the red shoes. There's apparently a, a, a thing about red shoes. I love red shoes. Does that mean I like do things? No, it (laughs) yeah, it means you're evil. Um, She won't explain it in the actual documentary. She expects you to go find it for yourself. Supposedly, I'm assuming it's made from you. You have to kill a baby to get your red shoes, and it's kind of it's kind of like a badge of honor. Or Uh, you can just buy them from J. Crew. Just saying. Nope, nope. If you're an elite and you wear red (laughs) shoes, you fucking killed. It's like having a teardrop tattoo in the Illuminati. Fuck. All right. (laughs) 
And then what irritates me is that so at the end of part eight, she literally teases. I think what could possibly be a much more interesting documentary. Um, she talks about the Jesuit order, three popes, a black pope, a white pope, and a gray pope, Agenda 21, uh, the new Agenda 2030, uh, NSN 200 population program. I was like, what is that? <laughs> we wow. might have to jump the gun and, and do what all that for that? her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, one of them is like a population program. Agenda 21 was this uh, UN, it was a UN agenda item that supposedly said they're going to take over the world. You could do a whole episode on Agenda 21. The UN with their Robin's Egg blue helmets are going to come down marching down the streets to take over the world. (laughs) Part 9 is the dawn of a new world. This is where she starts explaining that um, you know what? Q's here to save us all. She says that the Yellow Mm. Vest movement was evidence that QAnon is behind this and People are waking up to the the shitty world they're living in, and that is true. That these yellow vests and these kind of like revolutionary movements were kind of grunt, picking what the up. What the yellow vest? Yeah, you don't remember the, it was in France. It was mostly like in Europe, but really big in France. Oh, where okay. Um, they were. It was basically a movement against Macron's uh, austerity movements. He was kind of he was basically cutting okay. down on a lot of the pensions. Why she doesn't include Black Lives Matter in that? She sees Black Lives Matter as evil. Whereas what? these yellow vests why, she sees as good. Of course she does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what? She That's she, so she, not on par. <laughs> right, right. She doesn't see that uh, these people who have been oppressed by this occupying force, um, she doesn't see them r- r- rallying together and banding together and demanding more from their country. She doesn't see that as the same spirit as the yellow vest movement. She sees it as something evil and or paid for by George Soros, of course. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah. So I think that's he's a very jaundiced eye for uh, any kind of liberal things. Um, she says that Q has a twenty-year plan that will anticipate every move, which clearly did not anticipate Trump uh, suggesting we all, uh, you know, vaccinate ourselves with Clorox. So <laughs> she's, oh, you know, yeah. I'm really sad that more people didn't take him up on that offer because. Uh, <laughs> Um, she believes that Trump now has the Hillary Clinton email server, and the she one believes that was that because, smashed by a hammer. Yes, um, okay. or because 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 <laughs> long ago Trump said like we need to get that information. It has to be copies, and so he's he's mm-hmm. at a um, a press conference with Putin, and actually I'll, I'll play the clip. Clue was given in Helsinki, Finland when Trump met Vladimir Putin on July 16, 2018. Trump openly asked the audience, where is the server? Where are the servers? They are missing. Where are they? What happened to Hillary's emails? 33,000 emails. They're gone, just gone. I think it's a disgrace. Remember the scene with the soccer ball? Putin handed Trump the ball and said, the ball is now in your court. Trump took the ball and said, this will go to my son, Baron. He then threw the ball to Melania. What was so special about the ball? Why the big smiles and the twinkling in their eyes? What was going on here? And why did Melania post a tweet with this picture later that year? Many QAnons agree on the theory that the content of the service was inside that soccer ball, containing enough incriminating evidence to put a lot of people in Washington, D.C. behind bars for life. 
Oh, by the way, why did Trump say the soccer ball was going to his son, Barron? According to insiders, Barron is extremely intelligent with an IQ of 146. He is said to be incredible with computers, especially when it comes to hacking, cracking codes, passwords, etc. Bearing this in mind, I so understand the facial expressions that one fine day in Helsinki. That highlights the absurdity of her claims, is that the idea that that Trump, the Trump family are working as some kind of like agency within the government, mm. like a special, like, like, like a sitcom, well, not a sitcom, like a J.J. Abrams alias style kind of institution yeah. of uh, like a handful of people, a family, a nuclear family. I'm sure Ivanka and Trump Jr. Yeah. are all part of it, too. And they're the ones that are unraveling the corruption that is the deep state or God knows what. And that Baron Trump is their code hacker, not the NSA, Baron Trump. I mean, this is like, what are you doing? That's, that's you're trying to convince me to get on board, right? And that's, yeah. that, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that that you're that that's good. That's uh, no, I'm not, I'm not buying the Baron Trump is the whiz kid hacker um, that's going to unlock the secret soccer ball full of server encrypted server information. You know, like Jesus Christ. It seems like you could just say anything. It kind of just feels like they're just throwing anything. The fact that they zoomed in on his t-shirt that says the expert as if that like had some <laughs> kind of meaningful. Like, I'm sure status. to them it was. That's the thing. To them, it was a proclamation. That's like my son's T-shirts that say, like, little heartthrob <laughs> or whatever. It's just, like, stupid. <laughs> I'm going to start examining everything for the symbols. You can't necessarily blame her. She didn't come up with these things, okay? That's the one thing that I realized as I went through this is that she, this this whole series is really a... Uh, like a primer for QAnon thought, and where are they at right now, or where, where were they at in 2019? I should say, um, when this was kind of finished up, um, where was the the culmination of all their thoughts, and where do they think this was going? Um, it is fairly open ended because all QAnon, all conspiracies to a certain extent are open ended um, in a way because it's always looking toward something, um, whatever that is. So yeah, so. She's not as, I mean, she, she believes these things. So she definitely has, you could say maybe perhaps a little racist tinge in there. She, she, she's clearly blind to the, whatever apparent racism there is in the QAnon, um, conspiracy kind of cooked into the pie. Um, she can't see it, but here's the part where I'm like, okay, come on, man. Like this, this has to be, this has to be some kind of epic troll, like some, some kind of test, an IQ test of some sort, um, that that really forces us to to question if if QAnon isn't just an art project in itself about the absurdity of conspiracy thought because in part ten called Return of the King she claims that <laughs> the the savior the great savior of the QAnon uh, theology isn't actually Trump at all Trump is he's just a mortal man you know he's too old or oh, yeah. you know he's too kind of the the real yeah. savior this whole this whole time the real savior has been a man in the shadows that we all thought was dead we thought he was no. dead for a long time um, after a plane crash 
It's JFK Jr., folks. Uh, JFK Jr. is alive. And, so she's uh, got a little crush on JFK Jr., does she? <laughs> I guess so. She goes on and on about how, one, JFK was a, a great guy. He was assassinated for... Um, yeah, going against the the essentially the deep state, so that's why he was killed. John John's holding on and to that to that uh, that flag, that banner, and he's the one that's going to take us into that new future. And you're like, well, how's he going to do that? Because he's dead. He died in a plane crash. No, he didn't. He faked his death with his wife and her sister. Um, <laughs> so are they also <laughs> still alive? They're all still alive. Okay. And she has, if you're, if you're thinking she doesn't have proof, she has proof. Um, because she points to a man and apparently the whole QAnon movement has somehow, for whatever reason, picked this guy named, uh, Vincent Fusca. He's a real guy and he oh, plays yeah. up the whole, I'm JFK thing. I'm the return of the King. Okay. Vincent Fusca does not seem to have a past. No old pictures, no family tree, nothing. He suddenly appeared. His name means Conqueror of the Dark. He often wears a fedora hat, very similar to JFK Sr. And this I find interesting. His nose changes. Sometimes it's bigger than John's, sometimes it's not. Now, I can understand why John would change his appearance slightly from time to time as to give hints to the QAnons. But why would a Trump fan do such a thing? When Q was asked, is JFK Jr. alive? The answer was no. But when Senior dies, Jr. no longer is Jr. The question should have been, is JFK alive? He looks nothing like JFK. At all. Um, and there's another woman that's sometimes seen with him in the crowd, not necessarily next to him, but some like usually uh-huh. like a couple feet away from him. That mystery lady is considered she, that's Carolyn Kennedy. Yeah, that's his Caroline. that's his wife. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so they've both kind of gone through this kind of reconstructive surgery and they show up these Trump rallies because they're just kind of there to see what's. I just looked up the guy. <laughs> This guy wishes in his wildest dream. (laughs) What? I don't think when you give people nose jobs, you can just add nose. Like, isn't it usually reductive? Like, he's. I I mean, mean, I mean, I suppose you could do anything, really. I mean, uh, yeah, okay. He does not build a new nose. Anything like JFK, and honestly, right. if you really wanted to prove it, if he was, just get a DNA test, dude. We don't need this like big mystery. Well, that and it's like how reckless. <laughs> if this is, if you believe that Vincent Fusca is JFK, and JFK is the secret king that will rule the world post, I guess, deep state post cannibal elite post you know illuminati wow why the fuck is he just hanging out taking selfies <laughs> with trump like maga supporters i mean they're not even keeping a secret that's the other thing too i don't get it they're not there's no sense of like mission security um because if you're the illuminati do you just not you don't have anyone watching fall of cabal you probably don't who knows but it's out there you know like if i was part of the illuminati right now i just phone up my illuminati brother illuminati brothers and say hey wow. by the way do you know who vincent fusca is it's jfk he's alive no i know we thought we killed him but no he's he's alive uh and he we, we can find him at any trump rally because he goes to them 
every single time. Um, and there's this picture. Let's just go kill him yeah. for real this time. Um, so it doesn't make any sense. It, I mean, so I mean, he also like get surgery to like shorten his stature like he's this is so <laughs> ridiculous this guy looks osteoporosis like, man that's that's osteoporosis okay. doing that work <laughs> like everything about him is like so aggressively not jfk jr <laughs> he's he did not i mean if it is he did not age with grace i mean that's like you no, just say that like, much good for him dude get that money you know what rip these assholes off like i can only imagine the life of Vincent Fusca. <laughs> He's just a guy who has nothing going for him except for these rallies. And one day someone just said, you know, I guess picked his image out of a fucking hat and said, you know what? I seen this guy at other rallies and he has dark hair and JFK Jr. had dark hair. He did. Have maybe dark they're the hair. same right. guy. You know what? I'm starting to think maybe I need to rethink <laughs> this because maybe he is JFK Jr. They do actually both have dark hair. Yeah. You're right. I mean, case closed. Wait, wait, wait. Why have reconstructive surgery? Just so nobody recognizes Right, him? right. Because when he went underground, when he died, allegedly, he okay. actually, you know, hid himself away with a, 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 a coterie of, uh, you know, top level guys that were all in on it. They knew that they were all against the deep state. This is kind of the Q establishment, the Q shadow government. And they've been hiding him. And they created the 20 year plan. A master plan was developed. And in the course of 20 years, every single step was analyzed and executed. An entire team was put together with insiders at the top who were willing to give their lives for the course, the annihilation of the cabal and the liberation of the people. They left hints and clues as to inform those who had already woken up to the truth. Trump communicated directly with the people by means of his Twitter account thus avoiding the corrupted mainstream media. In every speech and every tweet, he used codes for the QAnons to pick up on. Wow. But it doesn't, it gets crazier. It gets oh, no. fucking crazier. And I promise <laughs> this is the last thing she, watch, she wraps it up. Because <laughs> I joked about the fucking Chronomaki. Or I don't joke. It's a real thing, folks. It's not a joke. Mm, it's yes, a real yes, thing. It's not a joke. And it's now real. QAnon apparently has my back on this because QAnon believes that or the QAnon crumbs suggest that whoever Q is or the Q organization of the 20 year plan folks, that they have a time machine and uh, that okay. the reason why their predictions have been 100% correct because they have, <laughs> uh, yeah, they've been a hundred percent correct without fail. Yes. And they've had such great predictive value that the only way that can happen is if they, they've seen the future, they're directing us toward mm-hmm. a future. Like I said about the Chronomaki many times, they are yeah. steering us toward a future. When I saw this, I literally like had to highlight it a million times. Chronomaki, Chronomaki. This is this is my fucking thing. QAnon's trying yeah. to steal my th- rip me off. Um, yeah. As their proof of this, they go to Ingersoll Lockwood's book, um, The Last President, uh-huh. where they talk about Baron Trump and a world uh, about to end. But then this Trump guy brings them this uh, <laughs> this uh, golden age. So they think yeah. that that book is predictive. Because it's from that other timeline. It's from that other Mm -hmm. world that they're taking us to where Trump has already saved the world. If quantum physics is correct, if you can really jump from one timeline to another parallel one, you can time travel. 
change certain things and go back without people noticing a thing. Unless you leave clues behind, like cue predictions of specific outcomes that could impossibly have been foretold, not even with the use of quantum probability theory. Is that how Q works? With direct knowledge of the future, through various timelines, probability waves? Is this how the mysterious author Ingersoll Lockwood was able to write a book in 1889 and another one four years later about young Baron Trump and his adventures through a space-time portal guided by a man called Don, the master of all masters? All current topics are in the books. Dirty politics, an unexpected candidate, a man called Pence, Russia, even the exact location of the Trump Tower. 1889? Hmm. Furthermore, his name appears on a watch, the Ingersoll Trump pocket watch. The same sort of watch used by the White Rabbit in Alice of Wonderland, a tale often referred to by Q. When I got to that point, I was like, holy crap. I actually think that maybe Donald Trump is Q because this shit is so fucking stupid. And this does kind of sound <laughs> like the sort of thing that he would say. Like, everything I've said is true. Everything I've said. You know what? Everything is 100% true. I'm telling you what's happening. I feel like this is, he is Q. I think he would do this kind of stuff. Kofifi, everything. This is him. He well, seems uh, like the kind of person, too, who would believe this Vincent... Fusca guys, JFK Jr. All right, with that, we're going to move on. We've got a story to rival Fall of Cabal, and it stars the one and only Denise Richards. Say it with me now. Oh, the audacity. Oh, God. The impudent love. The unmitigated gall. Oh, you tell me it's not true. The audacity. Never judge a book by its cover and never judge Denise Richards by her middling film career because beyond her inability to convincingly play a scientist, she may have discovered a cure of cures. Well, maybe it's not so much her discovery as it is her husband, Aaron Fipers? Fipers. (laughs) It's his discovery. But if it wasn't for Denise, no one would care a fig about some idiot with his last name of Fipers. Uh, On a (laughs) recent... On a recent episode of the Beverly Hills Housewives, Denise revealed that her husband, or her and her husband, are privy to forbidden knowledge. You give me, you saw this, and you brought it to my attention too. Bring it, give me the bullet points here. Okay, so basically, they were all at Kyle's house for a dinner, and everyone was sitting around the table, and Kyle said, "Hey, Aaron, why don't you tell us about your job?" which I think she might have regretted after he started explaining (laughs) his job. Yeah, he starts with, like, everything you've been taught about how diseases process and stuff works is not true. Um, I have to be careful. And then he got in a quieter. And then his wife, Denise, um, Denise Richards, she was like, we already have people following us. Be careful. And she kind of starts, like, trying to get him to, like, stop talking. But he's, like, really adamant about talking and sharing his truth. He's and like a prophet. everyone at this table thinks this guy is, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> his explanations make no sense. He starts talking about, like, at the age of 12, I was living next to the largest nuclear facility in North America. I watched everyone die of cancer. I couldn't understand why we could split an atom with sound and cause a nuclear explosion. If you look at an atom, there's lots of space, right? 
electron, proton, neutron, whatever. There's lots of space. It's empty space, right? 99.9% is space, but it's oscillating at a frequency that appears to be real in our reality. Does that make sense? And then everybody's kind of like, what the fuck? Why did she ask him this? Um, And then Denise Richards is also kind of being like, honey, you got to calm down. This is too important, too important. Like, this is too true. And then he's like, traditional isn't traditional. It's allopathic. And allopathic, it means alternative medicine. Look it up. It's all a, a measurement of the electromagnetic spectrum frequency. I break down stuff so you can all heal. You can heal you. I don't heal anybody, by the way. I remove blocks, discord, information. Basically, everybody who watched that episode was a little curious, like... What does this guy do? What What is this? What is this frequency? Because he talks about, like, he cures cancer. And then it's kind of, like, the irony is that in this episode, um, Denise Richards just had surgery for, like, two hernias. And you're like, well, why didn't you cure that? Like, <laughs> he's kind of like, you know, and then, like, Kyle Richards' mom, like, died of cancer. So I was like, read the room. But, you know... <laughs> It's just a little, it's a little, uh, it was weird. It was very weird. It was very like, wow, this is like a crossover of like conspiracy. It's not even like a conspiracy because I guess this is like his actual job. It's honestly what I would expect a, like an LA type healing guru to like come up with some bullshit of like, yeah, I use frequencies and good vibes and whoa. Um, yeah, I don't. It just—it does not surprise me that this is one of his side gigs, aside from being an actor. So, actor slash curer of, of diseases. I was like looking at the the EMFs, the Green Angels, or whatever these like things he sells that are supposed to like deal with your EMFs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of expensive. They're like three thousand dollars. But I guess you well, get I'm one sure they are. It's, it's that whole fucking goop lifestyle, like Gwyneth Paltrow bullshit. It's these super ultra expensive tchotchkes that do something. <laughs> do nothing. Uh, or do nothing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, do absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, and uh, But they cost like a million dollars because, you know, you're essentially selling rich people garbage because, you know, rich people are – the people are just people. And rich people are just as – I guess crazy and will believe bullshit as the next person. So, and, if, and he, he, you showed me, you texted me one of his devices, which looks mm-hmm. like a, just like a box with these like metallic leads that come out through the top and just basically mm-hmm. make arcs, like electrical arcing um, at the top. I don't know what it's supposed to do um, <laughs> other than make noise, but. It really just looks like, uh, you know, like a high school, uh, you know, science experiment that, you know, that's all it looks like. All these things, it's kind of like it ties into just how easily wowed we are by like lights and sound. And like, think about what is it, the e-readers or e-meters that like Scientologists use to like read your, to audit you or whatever. And I, I bet I could make a killing just using, like, one of those, like, electrical stimulation machines, you know? I have one. You just, like, put the little leads on your muscles and it, like, you know, sends a little electrical right. pulse. <laughs> I could probably just, like, go around and be like, I'm going to read your future with my special device and just, like, put them on. And then, like, it'll they'll feel it. And then I'll be like, oh, oh. 
this is interesting. And they'll be, oh, oh, like, I've, I don't see how this is any <laughs> well, different. He, like, he, he, I'm sure he has less of an input, though, so he can. it's even easier. So he can say, oh, nah. I'm looking over here and I'm seeing your aura is changing from blue and yellow. You can't see it because you can't see auras, but I can see auras. Also, though, you know how he met Denise was at his business where he admits that they had sexual relations on the the chair so i'm kind of like how professional are you like <laughs> not like, <laughs> like what like he was obviously I mean, bored I- enough to do that <laughs> like <laughs> kind of weird uh yeah. yeah yeah uh wow well i don't know that's that's a new woo thing out there but it also i like how it kind of ties into the emf thing we were talking about last episode i know um, like how this it is. is the solution for 5g yeah well i'm just thinking like it just show, proves that like like emf plus you know any kind of disease you can merge the two and there's so much yeah. barrier to, to to understanding that you're like okay sure fucking your your electrical doohickey is i don't know uh, making the air cleaner because it's zap 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 um, it's gotta be doing yeah. something it's making a lot of noise all right, well, that's the show. Uh, you can reach us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and Far Off Topic everywhere else. Um, you can reach me via Twitter at Fiasco Jones. Tiwi, we can reach you at Jenny Said Stuff. And of course, Jack's Mr. Glasses remains anonymous. With our YouTube account, um, I've got all of our latest shows. This will be on there as well, plus some cutdowns. And all of the show notes will be within the show descriptions on all of those. So if you are curious um, for any of the Fall of Cabal information, all the links will be there. If you'd like to support the show, feel free to comment or rate. Most of all, thank you for listening. And until you hear from us again, so mote it be. So mote it be. Off topic.